Welcome to the Seven Hills Church Podcast with Marcus Mika. We're excited you're here listening as Pastor Marcus is about to bring an incredible teaching that is sure to inspire, motivate, and lift you up. You can visit us on our website at sevenhillschurch.tv or download our free Seven Hills Church app to watch or listen to more exclusive content. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed the message. Luke chapter 23, I want to talk to you about a generational cross. I hope this will speak to the whole family. That's my heart, is that the whole family would be encouraged um, today. Let's look at verse number 26. Now as they led him, they laid hold of a certain man. They're speaking of as they led Jesus. He's carrying the cross. They laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. And a great multitude of people followed him, and women also mourned and lamented him. And Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and your children. In other words, there's a message in what Jesus is carrying for the whole family. Then they will begin to say, the mountains fall on us and the hills cover us. For if they do these things in the green wood, what will be done in the dry? And then it goes on and says, there were also two other criminals that hung there with Jesus. So inside of this moment, there is a message for the whole family. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to share your word once again. God, I know that across this room there are so many different situations so many different people going through so many different things father your word has a way of being living for each and every situation holy spirit you have a way of arranging everything that i say and making it personal to each and every person that's here and father we pray that as you promised God, that your word would set us free in Jesus' name, that the truth of your word would set us free and the grace of your word would strengthen and sustain us no matter what we're up against in Jesus' name. We all said amen. Now, the setting here is it's early in the morning. It's approximately, I guess not super early, around 9 a.m. And there's a crowd that's gathered in the city of Jerusalem. This crowd, I think, is an important part of the scene of of the cross because it's a polarized crowd. On one side, you have a group of people that are there uh, mocking, gloating, if you will. Um, They're prideful in the things that they're speaking towards Jesus who's carrying the cross. You've also got those who are there that are hateful, um, full of anger, and resentment and the things that they're shouting and speaking and even doing. We know that uh, each and every chance that they got as he would pass by, that they would throw cheap shot after cheap shot. And then in the middle of this crowd, there's also those that we just read that are weeping. They're heartbroken and they're devastated by the situation. The crowd is lined up along the streets during the entire journey that Jesus is on carrying the cross. According to Roman law, they would require a criminal that was to be executed by crucifixion to be taken on the longest possible journey as he carried 
the cross. We would know that the trial behind Jesus would be much different than other trials. They would have six different trials in order to try to find some level of guilt in Jesus. We would know that he would be charged with crimes he never committed. We would know that he would be sentenced to execution by crucifixion. But at the highest levels, there was found no guilt. He committed no crime. He broke no laws. After nearly being beaten to death, Jesus is now bleeding from every part of his body. He's bleeding from his head. He's bleeding from his face. He's bleeding from his hands. He's bleeding from his feet. His side, blood is profusely coming out of every single part of his body. So much so that they say the blood that's coming out of his back should have alone killed him. That most individuals never survive just the beating on his back alone. Forget all of the other things that he would go through. He would begin to carry this heavy cross to Calvary where he would be executed along with two others as criminals. And during this journey, we see something very peculiar takes place. The Bible says that Jesus falls underneath the weight of the cross and he collapses and he's unable to continue to carry the cross. I love this part of the story. It's so encouraging to me. Because along the way in life, sometimes you end up carrying some heavy crosses. You end up having to endure some heavy burdens. And many times, the truth is, all across this room, there are those of you that you're trying to carry it alone. You're trying to face it alone. You're trying to deal with it alone. You're trying to overcome it on your own. But even the sinless Son of God faced something that was so heavy that it required them to pull someone out to help him carry the burden of that cross and if Jesus needed help carrying his cross do you think that it's maybe okay that you reach out from some prayer and some love and some help to carry your cross and so this teaches us just a few things a few things that I want to go through quickly number one we don't choose our crosses our crosses choose us most of the time they're an unexpected thing that happens to us number two crosses were asked to bear Don't consult with our plan or our dreams or the way that we hoped life would go. And number three, if you carry the cross with the right spirit, as unexpected, as unplanned, as unwanted as as it is, if you carry it with the right spirit, we're going to see how that cross can bless your whole family for generations to come. So we see here that Simon is the individual that's pulled out of the crowd. Now, we would know that this would be a journey that any devout Jew would have lived their whole life wanting to go on. That he would have saved his money, he would have prepared for this journey for many, many years. So he and his family could take this religious vacation to Jerusalem. The goal was to celebrate Passover. This would again have been a lifetime dream for Simon. It would have been A long journey for him and we know his sons were there with him. Approximately 800 miles he would have to travel to be a part of this particular celebration that only once a year happened. He and his family 
found their way into this polarized crowd that we talked about just a minute ago. There are those who are mocking and gloating. There are those who are full of hatred and anger. And then there are those who are heartbroken by what's going on. And they're pushing in because like many of us have this morbid curiosity, they just wanted to get a glimpse of the criminal that's being executed. Potentially even Simon's using it as a moment to teach his sons about what happens to those who break the law. And to his shock and to uh, really um, in the moment his detriment, Roman soldiers reach out and unexpectedly they grab Simon and they pull him out into the streets and they start to yell at him and force him to carry the cross of this criminal. The Bible says in Matthew and Mark that he was compelled to carry the cross of this criminal. I'm sure like any of us would have, we would have probably resisted, pulled back, jerked back, said, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? We maybe would have argued, resisted somewhat, tried to to say that, that this is not right and protested. I'm sure that Simon was feeling the humiliation of being pulled in front of this crowd. I'm sure it was embarrassing to be pulled out and, and be so powerless in front of his own sons. But there he is, nevertheless, being forced to carry the cross of what he believes and who he believes is a criminal. I'm guessing as a father, he probably needed to reassure his children. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be fine. Take care of each other. Look out for one another. Whatever happens, I need you to take care of your mom. Tell her I love her. He's forced to carry this cross. It's forced upon him. He is compelled to do it. He doesn't want to do it. He didn't ask for this. He wasn't looking for this. This was not part of his plan. This was not part of the way he envisioned this lifelong dream happening. The crowd is continuing to push and spit and hit and scream insults. At some point, we don't know exactly when, Simon realizes that this criminal is not only hated and despised, but by many in the crowd, he's very loved because they're weeping and they're mourning and they're saying things concerning uh, their their love for him and and he's also hearing the diversity of hearts that are in the crowd as he's carrying the cross of Jesus. We would know that many would try to unsuccessfully surround Jesus as he was carrying the cross to try to protect him from those that were throwing their cheap shots. In the middle of all of this that's going on, in the middle of all the things that are being said, in the middle of all the the words that are being spoken, the criminal says something that would change Simon's life forever. His life would never be the same. He would never return back to normal after this moment. Jesus is carrying the... had been carrying the cross, now Simon's carrying the cross there with him. And as the people weep and as they mourn, the Bible says that Jesus says, don't weep for me. Don't be sad for me. 
Instead, weep for yourselves and for your children. I'm not sure exactly what Simon heard, but I'm sure that he's carrying that cross and he's saying to himself, I can't believe this has happened to me. Why me? Why did this get put on me? Why am I having to carry this thing? Why am I having to endure this thing? Why do I have to deal with this? Why, 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 you know, I, I, I didn't deserve this. I was trying to be a good father. I had, I worked hard my whole life. I brought my sons now in front of, now my whole family's being affected negatively by this. They're going to always associate me with a criminal. This is, this is, this is embarrassing. This is, I, there's, I can't, and he's probably thinking that he's looking at the tears of his sons. He's looking at them say, screaming out to their dad, hope that he's going to be okay they don't know what's going to be at the end of the road of this cross that he's carrying and then Jesus says don't weep for your for for me weep for yourselves and your children and something about that affects Simon in a profound way I love this because it tells us that sometimes when you're carrying a cross that burden and that cross and the weight of that unexpected thing or unchosen thing is the very thing that can change your life forever. The things that we think would be the last thing we would ask for, the last thing we would desire, the last thing we would want, the last thing we would have ever dreamed would be in our life. Those are the things that if you carry it with the right spirit, actually make you as a person, really make you as a father or make you as, as a leader. It's not just always being able to sit back and spectate in the crowd. Sometimes you have to carry your own cross and your own burden. And if you'll do it with the right heart and the right spirit. See, I learned a long time ago that when people face things and they're starting to say, why me? Why this? And they get hard and they get angry and they get upset and they get bitter and they grow resentful. There's someone else else that's carried the exact same cross but they haven't come out on the other side of it bitter they've come out on the other side of it with a sweet spirit about them and actually saying to themselves you know what somehow some way I'm going to honor God as a result of what's happened to me there's a bridge in Michigan that over a hundred people have jumped off of last time I looked out of the hundred people that have jumped off of this bridge 87 had died and 13 lived Of all 13, they've studied their lives and they went on to live extremely productive lives. One of the 13 was asked, what happened that changed your life so much? He said, when I hit the water, the shock of how cold it was, I knew that I had to swim or die. And he said that shock followed him for the rest of his life. You see, sometimes we got to be shocked into going after life. Of course, I'm not referring to jumping off of a bridge. What I'm saying is what what can happen to you. Somebody's going to walk out of here and say, oh, see, the pastor said, no, don't go jump off a bridge in Jesus' name, please. But what does happen is the unexpected. That's not a good, I'll take that out of next service. It's an unexpected. (laughs) Edit, delete. Take that out. Okay, that's what that was. Rewind. The goal of an unchosen cross, though, is to change your life so you can live it to the fullest. Galatians 6, 14, Paul says, God forbid that I should glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice what he says. I love the wording here. By whom this world is crucified to me and I to this world. 
Look at the image. When Paul thought about the world, to him, it was already crucified to him. It's one thing to choose your cross, to choose your burden. It's another thing when it chooses you, it finds you, and you have to carry it. I think of families during the holidays that are all over this church that have faced unexpected loss. Lost family members and loved ones. They're celebrating this holiday season, going into Holy Week. And in the past, they can remember the joys of family and the joys of being together and the joys of having everything a particular way. Many come into this season and they've received uh, bad health reports or doctor's reports. And this season, they're looking at it differently than they've looked at any other season. And I would mention them if I felt like it would add value to you um, to go through their particular stories But these are wonderful families. These are great families. But through accidents and just through the way life happens, they're carrying an unchosen, unexpected cross. But it's so interesting to watch people carry it with the right spirit. You see, we don't carry, choose our cross, but we do choose how we carry the cross. We don't choose the things that happen to us, but we do choose the kind of spirit that we go about carrying that thing that chooses us and this is the key this is the whole bottom line of my message if you'll choose the right spirit with that unexpected cross if you will and this is a big if that only you can decide a message can't decide it for you you decide it outside of a room like this but if you'll choose to carry it with the right spirit listen to me dad listen to me mom listen to me this is a generational moment for you If you'll decide to carry the cross with the right spirit, it can influence and change your family for generations. Because this is the part of the story that most people don't know anything about. Mark 15, 21 teaches us that Simon had the two sons, Rufus and Alexander. We can fast forward from this moment and read Romans 16, 13. And all scholars agreed that Rufus is mentioned there as one of Paul's chosen men of God. All scholars agree that is the same Rufus. That is, that is Simon's, the Cyrene's son, Rufus. Something happened as Simon was pulled out of that crowd and forced to carry the cross. The change that happened in him His son received a different dad on the other end of that cross. And the changed father influenced the son. And now we can fast forward in his life. He is one of Paul's chosen men of God. And that change happened the moment he watched how his dad carried that unexpected, unwanted cross. We would know in Acts 19.33... That Alexander's standing up. This is the other son. All scholars agree this is the other Alexander. This is the son. You can read it in any commentary. Google it if you want. This is the other son that's standing there as Simon is carrying the cross. And in Acts 19.33, this son stands up to an angry mob that's trying to kill the Apostle Paul. And he stands up to a whole crowd and defends the Apostle Paul. What happened to his dad that day that got in him? 
What happened is he watched his dad with courage and boldness carry that cross that got in the sun. The crosses you carry are generational. The attitude in which you carry them with, the spirit in which you carry them with, the courage or on the flip side, the, the, the lack of courage that you carry it with. It's a generational thing. So dad, I want to encourage you to bury your cross with the right spirit. It's contagious. It'll get in the next generation and the generation after that. Can I even say it like this, that having the right spirit is a disease you want your kids to catch. Whatever Simon did that day, his kids caught and we read about it decades later. Can you imagine, you know how all kids have this conversation, like my dad's better than your dad? Can you imagine Alexander and Rufus just waiting for their moment? Say, oh yeah, my dad actually carried the cross of the man that on the third day was raised from the dead. Come on, that's the end all conversation of whose dad's better than whose dad. Amen.